people are going to refer what they're satisfied with. So I think it starts with doing the right thing and making sure that experience is as honed in as possible. You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Clarity Call series, where James Roberts sits down for a conversation with someone in the digital growth community to provide clarity into the biggest digital marketing, sales, and leadership questions others have. If you'd like to join James Robert for a future conversation, text your question right now to 832-549-5792. And remember, the only bad question is the question that goes unasked. Let's get into today's Clarity Calls conversation. Greetings and hello, I am James Robert Lay and welcome to the 195th episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. And today's episode is part of the Clarity Call series, and I'm excited to welcome Todd Treadway to the show. Todd is the SVP and Digital Channels Director at Provident Bank, and I'm looking forward to talking through some big questions that he has framed around how they can maximize their future digital growth potential at Provident Bank, while also at the same time educating and empowering you to continue to move forward with courage and confidence on your own digital growth journey. It's your financial brand or fintech. Welcome to the show, Todd. It is so good to share some time with you today, buddy. Thanks, James. Robert, happy to be here today. You know, before we dive into some questions that you have questions that I'm looking forward to giving you and the dear listeners some some clarity around to to guide you forward on your own digital growth journey. First off, to start off on a positive note, what is going well for you right now? Personally, professionally, it is always your pick to get started here. Wow. Um, so personally, I'll, I'll take that road of this one. Um, really happy number one spring is here, but also that means graduation season is here. And, and I just happy that I am the father of an upcoming graduate from Indiana University's law school, McKinney Law School, and, and really looking forward to next month being able to celebrate with our friends and family my, my oldest son's graduation. Well, congratulations to you. Congratulations to your son. It is a, a, a momentous moment to definitely take some time to pause and celebrate the progress that, that he has made. And then also, you know, you as a father, helping him get to this point as well as a father of four kids. Now, mine are at a different stage in life. Yeah. My oldest is 12, and then I have a 10, an 8, and almost 6-year-old, or a 6-year-old. Everyone's about to age up. So yeah. um, we, got, we got a little bit of time uh, before we get to that stage, but are definitely enjoying the moments as they come right now. Now, you and I met back in September at uh, at a total expert event, Accelerate, out in Arizona, and we had a great conversation following my session. and And I'm I'm, I'm glad that you you came back on to to continue this discussion. And I want to get into some of the questions um, that that you would like to gain some clarity around. And and for some context for the dear listener, uh, I, I always like this. It's it's I've not seen these questions. Um, this is not staged. This is not rehearsed. This is right. nothing more than a conversation that we can all learn and grow from 
together, which is why I enjoy the Clarity Call series so much because I too am learning through this experience. So thank you for that. And and as I as I mentioned before, uh, with you before we hit record, the only bad question is the question that goes unasked. So let's get into this. What what's a question that might be on your mind right now when it comes to the work that you're doing at Provident Bank? A question that you might have around maximizing your future digital growth potential. What's on your mind? Sure. So, uh, you know, we've did a journey and we, we've recently converted in the last 18 months the our, our digital banking platform. So one, one of the questions I guess come to my mind is we're real proud of that conversion and, and the success story we had of uh, turning around our, our, our mobile app in particular and having our app store rating go from 1.8 to, to around 4.7 or 4.8. Wow. My question is, now that we've got the app store ratings, how do we keep them? What do right. we need to be focused on as a company to make sure we don't rest on our laurels and and, and, and are able to take a four eight even higher? Yeah, that's a, I like the thinking. It's like you're measuring the progress on your journey. We went from a one something to a four, six, four, seven. Now you're wanting to do even better going forward. And the question is, is like, what do we do to not just you know, acquire these accounts, get them to adopt mobile banking, but then further the penetration, grow the share of wallet, retain them over the life of, of, of an extended period of time. My initial thought when it comes to mobile banking, um, a great opportunity is the targeting capabilities around ads, but not ads just for product, because that is typically the default. We think ad, we think promotion, we think direct marketing, but there are now opportunities to utilize data from other sources, for example, marketing automation that tracks the behavior of an individual on your public facing website. And so we're capturing that via an email address cookie. And this is where first party data, I feel, has the potential to create even more value going forward in a in a third party cookie-less world. Um, <laughs> and so now we can take, okay, well, let's say that they were on your public facing website, they're a current account holder and they were looking for a mortgage. Um, and we know that because that information is, is getting stored in the cookie associated with an email ID or a mobile ID. Mm-hmm. Now we can field that data into our mobile banking platform and not serve up an ad, apply for the mortgage because we don't know where they're at. They could be early stage awareness. And so we can think through an ad strategy that is a little bit more help first, sell second. And so maybe the first ad that we show them is um, click here to download the the home buying guide, the, the guide to buy the home you love. And that then takes them to where they can get this really meaty piece of material and content. And then we know that they've clicked on that. So the next time that they come in, maybe it's calculate your mortgage payment. And then the next time that they come in, maybe it's speak with a, a, a mortgage professional. And so we're transforming the communication based upon their own unique buying journey. And that that says, you know what? 
they're not just about pushing or promoting a product to me. They're really here to help educate, inform, and increase my level of courage and more importantly, confidence to get me to the future that I want to create. I think we're thinking along the same same lines there. And, and I would say, I guess I would ask, not say, personalization can be key with that, right? Of driving the, the level of that engagement the more personal it is to that individual's needs, what they're looking at, I'm guessing the more effective that, that engagement will be. Well, absolutely, because, you know, we're, we're moving f- and, and we have moved from a world of mass, um, one to many messaging to now it is a world. And, and the ultimate goal is really one to one communication that is unique to an individual. Now, the challenges that this creates is scalability, right? Yeah. And so the way that I try to like like bring this back in so it doesn't feel so overwhelming is let's say we have maybe three product lines that we're looking to personalize communication around because that's what this is. This is about communication. It's about placing deposits into an account holder's mind to increase. And at this stage, because they're already an account holder, these are deposits that increase their level of commitment. We'll call it their level of love even. And I'm going to come back to another opportunity here as well from an acquisition or in really a future growth standpoint. But the more that we can provide messaging and communication that's unique to them, the higher propensity for engagement, number one. Number two, the higher propensity for conversion. And number three, the higher propensity for retention. And so instead of thinking like, oh, that's a, you know, an exponential number of communication pieces, ads, content, landing pages, et cetera. Well, what if we started with, one product and we piloted this and we only want to focus on really building capability around a journey for just one product line. And we do this for 90 days, MVP, minimum viable product, and we test this experience. And out of that, we can then come back and say, well, what did we learn? How can we apply this these learnings into a second product? And if we do this over the course of a year through a 90-day growth method, then at the end of the year, guess what? We now have four digital journeys that are unique to the mobile banking experience that are tied back to an individual's personal journey yeah. based upon the behavior that they're taking on the public facing website. So it's not so overwhelming. We're now breaking this down bit by bit, bite by bite, not trying to boil the ocean all at one time. What's your, what's your take on that? What's, what, what, what do you feel, you know, hearing me download some of this thinking to you, like you said, you're, you're, you're on that path already. Yeah. Where, where might you see some opportunities, low hanging fruit to either create or capture, or maybe even a roadblock that could stand in your way? I think for us, whenever we look at it, I, I see different needs for different personas or demographics, right? Great point. Yes. And I think for each of those, while they can be unique, I think they share one characteristic of any time we approach. I think it's just a, a kind of the basic business function. If you're going to do something, let's do it well. But mm. in the digital space, I like to operate under the umbrella of the persistent pursuit of the ultimate customer experience. Yes. You no, know you're never going to get there. 
but you've got to have this dogged determination and the fire in your belly, so to speak, that you attack that ultimate customer experience day in and day out. And yep. what may be a very smooth journey for a persona this year, this quarter, if you're not currently engaging that and looking at that effectiveness, it could kind of get away from you. So, so I think it is starting in with, with, with some low hanging fruit. Maybe it's as simple as the clients that are uh, attracting to you and potential customers of a checking account or a simple mm. savings account. Maybe it's a persona that's coming to an area looking for some literacy that's, yes. that isn't specifically financial. Maybe, maybe it's a senior base persona that are needing help because they are just getting fished or getting text messages about Zelle or Venmo, and they don't even use the service and they're confused. But I need to create that journey on a digital process that, number one, makes them comfortable. Number two, answers their questions that, that we can to, to, to in order to get them comfortable in, in a channel that they traditionally may not be comfortable interacting with. Digital growth is a journey from good to great. But sometimes this journey can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. The good news is you don't have to take this journey alone because now you can join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs who are all learning, collaborating, and growing together. Visit digitalgrowth.com insider to learn more about how you can join the Digital Growth Insider community to maximize your future digital growth potential. Now, back to the show. I, I love where your thinking is on two fronts. Number one, the persistent pursuit for continuously optimizing an experience. Uh, David Breer had just joined me for another conversation on the podcast. And one of the things that they talk about over at 11FS is they believe that financial services is only 1% finished, meaning that there's still the 99% to continuously create to make even better than it was before. And it's this idea of continuously optimizing an experience. And I think we step back, number one, what is an experience? The way that we define experiences are well-defined systems and processes that have, A, been strategically thought out, B, the applied and implemented, executed against, but the, the, the secret is the C, which is continuously optimized over time, resulting in either a positive or a negative emotion. And this is one of the reasons that we do so much digital secret shopping um, and, and, a, and a lot of times on, on the same exact product year over year because you're finding these little little small things that have huge impacts to, to that, you know, on the bottom line. The, the second piece that I like your thinking around is the idea of advocacy or education, tying it back to personas, their particular pain points, their questions, their concerns, what's keeping them up at night. And I think a really practical exercise that you and the dear listener might be able to take is something that I call drop and give me 20. And no, it's not push-ups. It's drop and give me 20. What are the 20 most common questions that you get around a particular product line? Um, and once again, this is an exponential exercise. So maybe you take five product lines, 
20 questions. That's 100 right there. Now you have guidance. And this is a collaborative opportunity within other business lines within the organization. Because a lot of times I'm like, well, people ask me, I'm not digital facing. How do I play into this whole digital narrative? And I'm like, you have knowledge, right? You have expertise, right? We can transfer that knowledge and expertise through the medium of digital to answer questions and concerns, to provide guidance. And so this is where the drop and give me 20 exercise comes into play and we can work collaboratively to produce that content and then use digital as the tool to distribute that content. Yeah, I love it. The, the other thing too, and I want to come back to your point on the progress that you've made around mobile banking mm-hmm. and the app uh, and, and quantifying that through ratings in the app store. Um, my mind is going into the banker's strategy circle that I wrote about in Banking on Digital Growth, where banker is an acronym, B, build an audience, A, attract leads with personalized offers, and we kind of just talked about that. N, nurture those leads with automation and content. C, convert them into loans and deposits. E, expand the relationship by delighting accounts through the onboarding process. But it's the R right here that I want to dive a little bit deeper into because you've already touched on the ratings and the reviews. The third R, it's not reading, writing, and arithmetic. The third R, ratings, reviews, referrals. I see referrals as a tremendous growth opportunity for financial brands to tap into, particularly through the mobile app experience. Now, coming back to the the digital secret shopping that we've done, we have actually seen this a lot in the fintech space. Um, They ask for digital referrals as part of the mobile banking experience, um, typically as part of the primary navigation um, in the mobile banking experience. One of the very first early examples that we saw goes back almost 10 years now to when we started benchmarking these studies, 2012. It was simple, now defunct, acquired by BBVA, spun them off, and it was kind of like, man, they were like they were like the original one. But I think what, what BBVA did is they took that methodology and then they just rolled it up into their other business and product lines. So it's not that it's the brand that no longer exists. The thinking is still very, very much alive. But what Simple did and really led to the acquisition of over 100,000 accounts in a relatively short period of time without a lot of traditional media or marketing, even traditional from the sense of digital, it was all referral driven. And it makes a ton of sense. People trust people. And if we can ask people to rate us, to review us, we can also ask them to refer us to their friends and family because they'll trust that referral. Now, that's a whole strategic conversation in and of itself from a from an execution standpoint. But practically speaking, it's low-hanging fruit that I often see not being taken advantage of um, in the space outside of typically fintech. Um, but also, too, if we think about, you know, we, we talk a lot about retail banking. Well, this is digital retail banking, because if you, if you think from a retail standpoint, digital retail, that is, we're, we're always being asked to refer 
for some type of a discount or a coupon. And I know my wife, for example, she takes advantage of that all the time with our four kids. She has no problem referring someone to a brand to get, you know, $25 off, you know, buying, buying kids clothes. I think the same can be true when it comes to what we're doing here in financial services, more specifically through the mobile app. What's your take on that? No, I love it. So once we build that trust, right, um, as you said, the trust and relationship, people are going to refer what they're satisfied with. So I think it starts with doing the right thing and making sure that experience is as honed in as possible. But but not being afraid to ask, I think, is the first thing. And then secondly, incenting that referral or making it uh, worth the referral on both sides of the fence, right? You see that in other mobile platforms or yeah. gaming as it is it's taken off, but but both the person that's giving the referral and, and, and the person coming in, making sure that the offer is beneficial on both sides. But number two, I, I think creating that mechanism so that it multiplies down the line in a in a pay it forward type of mentality, right? Because when you're satisfied, you want others to be satisfied. Yes. And especially as something as near and dear as as your bank or your personal finances, right? It's Mm. it's hard, man. There's a bank on every corner. When you find one that does it right, let's not be afraid to to shout that out and be loud and proud with it. And I think we'll see the the tangible growth down the line in the digital space. As you mentioned, some some of that James Robert Lay is is exactly was taken on in the traditional consumer or retail brand space for years. Now it's just putting the digital spin on that, and and some of our fintech partners have came up with some creative ways that we can do that, and we can probably learn a thing or two from them. Absolutely, and 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 once again, if you think about this idea of trust, you know it's reaching a level of trust. Coming back to the banker strategy circle, expanding the relationship by delighting accounts through the onboarding period. Now we can ask for the rating. Now we can ask for the review. Now we can ask for the referral. But what we're doing is we're bypassing the B of building an audience. We're bypassing the A of attracting accounts with personalized offers. We're now moving people directly into the nurture you know, part of this, this methodology, nurturing them with automation, nurturing them with content. And that is for, for the few financial brands that we do see who are implementing some type of a digital referral system within our own secret shopping studies. It's typically a one and done outreach to the person being referred. This is where like any relationship, you know, it's going to take time. We need to place those deposits. And now let's bring this full circle back to the original point around content. That's where we can probably repurpose some of the content that we're, you know, we're, we're collecting from the drop and give me 20 exercises as part of nurture workflows for those that have been referred to make those deposits, to, to build that trust and ultimately to convert them to a loan or to a, to a deposit. Todd, this has been a fun conversation, really practical. It's been good to collaborate together with you, man. Yeah, great conversation. Thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, for for anybody out there, I would take advantage of the opportunity to text those questions in because you're going to get an answer to them and it's going to be a good answer. So thanks, James Robert Lay, for having us on and, and letting us spread the word about Provident Bank. Absolutely. Let me ask, what's the best way for someone to, to continue the conversation that we started here today? How can they reach out, say hello, connect with you, Todd? Yeah, the easiest way to, to reach out to me is probably through email, todd.treadway, T-R-E-A-D-W-A-Y, 
at provident.bank. We are a .bank domain. So Todd.treadway at provident.bank. But I'd also welcome them to come at me in LinkedIn. I would love to engage with them there and continue the conversation. Connect with Todd, learn from Todd, grow with Todd. Todd, this has been a great conversation. If you're listening and I have a question like Todd, back to your point, that you'd like to get some questions on, do text me 415-579-3004. As Todd mentioned, I do read every single question uh, that I get personally and will follow up with you either with a, a resource, a podcast, a conversation that I've already had to help answer that question or like the conversation today. We'll dive deep into to the question to provide you with some clarity as well. So, Todd, thanks for joining me for another episode of Banking on Digital Growth. This has been a lot of fun, buddy. Until next time, and as always, be well, do good, and make your bed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, Visit digitalgrowth.com slash insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.